Good evening, my fellow Padawans. This is Bikuts 916, or Bikounts, if your name is Paul, from a guild simply known as Chilled. And you're listening to The Escape Pod. Cast with your boys Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Air. This show was recorded in front of a live studio audience. And now, without further ado, enjoy the show. One is a grand arena specialist from the UK, the other is a territory battle tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. But with both having decades of hosting experience under their belt, the one thing we are sure of is you will be entertained. This is the Escape Pod Cast, a weekly look into the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the Nerdy Network Studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Ayer and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. Lots happening this week, Paul. Oh, yeah. It's been a very full week with some of the announcements made by CG. Another Inquisitor and a buff for the faction. I was right about the everyone gets a unique. Darth Malgus is coming to the game. Uh, yeah, uh, I got some thoughts on that one. I can't wait to hear them. Uh, <laughs> you may need to open a window when you hear them. I am not happy. 3v3 makes its return to the hollow tables in the only game mode that matters, GAC. Yeah, matters to you, Neil, but uh, I'll admit it's been a long time coming. It's been part of every single conversation I've had this week. Oh, color me surprised. Sounds like we're going to have a full plate today. Yeah, especially since we have a huge guest on today in SWGO Yeti. It's always great to see people return from uh, hiatus or retirement. Yeah, seriously, he was one of my personal favorites, and I'm glad that he's back. The last chance to catch the April episode of Dickie and the Noob this week and Patreon's choice on the bridge. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast News. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod. Cast. I'm your host, the Nev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero life partner, Paul Anthony. Paul, how you doing? Tired. It's <laughs> been a crazy week. The uh, I hosted an NFL draft party. Um, I did uh, uh, my standard trivia on Wednesday night, and then worked ungodly hours at my uh, at my regular job, and it just it zapped me. I'm glad mm. I'm here, but it zapped me. Let's see if uh, if my crankiness can be controlled this week yeah okay we'll see but we'll uh, see and we're all as always we are also joined by the uh robotic impression of 
the content creator known as Bones ro- 88. What are you talking about? AI. AI. He doesn't, Sorry. He doesn't have physical bot, form. Yeah. He's artificial intelligence. Okay. He doesn't have a, he's not the noob. He doesn't have a body, you know. Well, we have the yeah. artificial intelligence of Bones 88. There we Bob, go. how are you? Bob. Call me a robot's the worst thing you can ever call an AI. Yeah. Like, see? See? Come on, and, man. And, and he's AI. He doesn't have feelings. But he understands that, you know, animate objects do have feelings. So he understands that if he was a physical person, that his immediate response should be to be offended to what you just said. But because he doesn't, he's not. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't understand that he should be. So, you know, there, putting you right. You'll figure it out eventually. (laughs) Uh, But thank you for having me on. I hope everyone's doing well out there. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Good to be here. Thank you, guys. We're we're glad that uh, we're glad that you booted up without uh, too much of a restart this week. So Neil, I mean, do we want to get into the what? Where do we want to start with this past week? Um, well, I mean, we we can start off with the the news that we got first, which was obviously the uh, they released the uh, the calendar the calendar for next month and right there at the bottom it said GAC 3v3 yeah that and is that true. was that was the takeaway from everyone that's all that was being talked about as soon as that thing got released not the events because it's never the events it's oh my god 3v3's back yeah 3v3 returns on um on May 9th you'll sign up for the first uh, first one and you got four weeks of listening Three to pe- people complain on 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 Facebook, on Reddit that they hate three v three. We get it. We all, you know, the majority of this us. Is, no, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I have to point this out to all of the naysayers out there that didn't like three v three from the old format. You need to remember. Two very important things. GAC has had two updates since the last 3v3. The 3v3 was on the old format, the old, old format of GAC. So it was 3v3. If you were in Division 1 of Kyber, that was 4.5 million above put you in Division 1, right? Then they had the, uh, um, uh, uh, it was like GAC uh, 2.0. Um, and they re-equalized the divisions. So anybody, they basically took division one and made it into five divisions, you know, from 7.5. And then, you know, basically, if you remember, Paul, the way that they divided up division one of Kyber was how we divided up our divisions on GA Center. Yeah, that, that is true. So that, So you've had that, and now you've had three months of the new, new format, GAC 3.0, right? And we haven't had a 3v3, so... This 3v3 is unlike any 3v3 had before. But it's yeah, sure, still it's-, it's still 3 versus 3 of a game that was designed on 5 versus 5. Yes, but this version of GAC might be more fun for 3v3 than previous iterations of GAC for 3v3. Translation, this poke in the eye with a sharp stick might be more fun than me poking your other eye with a sharp stick. Well, no, I, I I would say it's it's just it, it's an unknown it's a it's a known unknown. 
You remember Rumsfeld doing the, the we have known, known, unknown knowns, known unknowns and unknown knowns. Uh, this is an known unknown. So we know what 3v3 is like, but we don't know what 3v3 is like with this version of GAC. So it is a known unknown. I'm pretty sure I know it, Neil. No, you don't. You don't. We didn't have Omicrons, right? There are a boatload of characters that we have not had. You've got to, it's seven months. Seven months is a long All right, time. Let, let's see if my star killer with Emperor Palpatine and Mara Jade will just be able to clean house. Well, here's the thing. The last time in 3v3, GL Ray, GL Ray has been the boss of 3v3 for as long as post pick me and most people can remember. We don't know if Ray is going to be the boss of most people. And that's the kicker. We don't know. Um, since, I mean, Ray in 5v5, Mara came out. Mara became a regular. How do we know that something like Vader Mara Watt isn't just going to destroy, um, uh, isn't just going to destroy a Ray? Because the thing that stops the Mara counter to the Ray is lots of offensive characters in 5v5. And most people start off with Ray and Hoda and then put somebody else in. Hoda's a non-offensive character, you know, so... I just, you know, we we've, uh, yeah, we, uh, we know that Imperial Troopers kind of suck at 3v3. They need five <laughs> in order to, but there are so many other characters in the game. We just don't know. And that's the kick that, you know, to me, that is the, uh, that's the kicker. That's what makes this a complete, just nobody, know, I just, I have no idea what's going to happen. While we're but on, I think the, it's going to be entertaining. While we're talking about 3v3, um, the, Moff Gideon and the Starkiller abilities, as long as you don't have more than what you could, than the prescribed characters for Starkiller, it's one dark side Ufu, one light side Ufu, one Sith, one Jedi. As long as you don't have more than one of each of those, which would be Palpatine, Mara and Starkiller. And then yeah, no, that's Moff a, I mean, Gideon. That would be, I mean, that if, if I had Starkiller, that's probably what I would be using against GL Ray. It's not just that, it's Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan came out. If you remember, Fennec Shan came out after the last 3v3, and everybody was like, oh, she's going to be so good at 3v3. And then we never had a 3v3 afterwards. So nobody's even got to try Fennec Shan's. 3v3. I mean, Wampus going to kick ass because it's about solos. But, you know, th there are other characters. I mean, you've got, you know, OG Kylo solos, Nest solos. Um, uh, are these going to work against, you know, Omicron characters? Because we, we just don't know how effective Omicrons are going to be in three-man squads. I mean, they might still be just as effective. We don't know. Yeah. That's one of the... So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to um, 3v3 because... Um, kitchen sinks are less dependent on victories in 3v3 than they are with 5v5 because you've got more characters available. Um, people have, uh, you know, more at their disposal. And more chances or, to screw the pooch. Yeah, more chances to screw the pooch, more chances to cheese a win. Oh, you know, fine. It took me five three-man squads to get through this one three-man squad is a lot cheaper than it took five five-man squads to get through this one five-man squad. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Full clears are back on the table, ladies and gentlemen. 
efficient you, you, because it's 3v3 3v3 you can play the efficiency game that's the one big thing i'm taking away from 3v that's the one thing i will say remains the same from previous versions of gac with 3v3 is efficiency is now back on the table all right speaking of 3v3 the tuscan raider gets a 3v3 omicron mm -hmm. yeah the tuscan raider's 3v3 Omicron is if all allies are Tuscan at the start of the battle, gain taunt for one turn and, they, uh, and at the start of each enemy's turn. If Tuscan Raider is defeated while another Tuscan ally is active, they revive with 100% health. <laughs> all allies gain 15% critical chance and critical damage and 3 speed for each living ally. And whenever an ally is defeated, reduce the cooldowns of all allies by one and dispel all debuffs on them. At the start of a of the encounter, summon another Tuscan Raider. Mm-hmm. See, this is it's it's both nice and disappointing at the same time. It's nice that the Tuscans are being shown some love, um, and it's bad for two reasons. Reason one why it's bad is the person with the most OTT Tuscans in the game retired a long time ago. Urza's Tuscans were relicked before meme relicking was a thing. They were, you know, when, when he was able to take his Tuscans to relic, he did it because he could. Um, and the other bad reason is this is a 3v3 Omicron, and they've done it specifically for the Tuscans, which tells me we ain't getting the warrior Tuscan or the leader Tuscan from the book of Boba, which sucks because I think that they were two really good characters and it would have been nice for them to be introduced into the game as random marquees just to fill out a five, uh, you know, a, a five man Tuscan team. This Omicron tells me that they ain't doing that. All right. Uh, by the way, the summoned Tuscan Raider. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the same. It is a carbon copy. Gain taunt for one turn at the start of uh, each enemy's turn. If the summoned Tuscan Raider is defeated while another Tuscan ally is active, summon a Tuscan Raider. Tuscan Raider gains 15% offense for each living ally. Sa same thing. So essentially, they're boosting themselves twice over because you've got two Tuscan Raiders and then you've got. And yeah. uh, I forget what the other Tuscan is. <laughs> so it's so it's like so it's like GBA basically. It's Tuscans like with a GBA function. It's a GBA zombie. It's a GBA zombie. Yeah. It's a okay, GBA that... zombie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what which is what I and other people in the community have been saying should be happening to the stormtrooper for a very long time now. But this, I I, I was happy because. The Tuscans hide their numbers. They travel yeah. in single file. You don't know how many Tuscans you're going in against until you face the Tuscans. Yeah. Uh, my, my Tuscans are just yeah. I mean, don't get me is is don't get me wrong. I I I like I like it when they show love for uh, these characters. I really really do when they show love for these characters for the Omicrons. The the problem with them. I think is it's a little, it's slightly underhanded in the whales and krakens 
that have their entire account pretty much relicked are the only ones that really see the advantage from this. They'll spend, they'll get all of the Omicron materials, they'll have more Omicron materials than, you know, sense. And, and they can, as these Omicrons for GAC roll out, they can just keep putting them on and putting them on. And all it does is it increases the gap at the very, very tippy top of GAC divisions as the, the people that are in like the top 100 apply more and more and more Omicrons to GAC characters that they've already got relict that they know somebody two mil GP below them is not going to look at their roster and go, mm, yeah, that's such a good Omicron. I'm going to relic my, um, uh, you know, I'm going to relic my um, Tuscans for it. This is not like the Wampa Omicron. One character with one Omicron doing what the Wampa does, that was it that wasn't as cynical as this Omicron is, I believe. I I, I think it's it's like, yeah, no. I, I'm just I'm I'm more ambivalent about it than anything else. All right. We also got a new ability for the Inquisitors. Every single one got patience. Which is, at the start of the battle, if all allies, a minimum of three, are inquisitorious, the character gains 20% max health, protection, and potency. Mm -hmm. That helps land those purges. Whenever purge is consumed or dispelled on an enemy, this character, the inquisitorious, gains 3% turn meter. So consumed or dispelled. So if it goes away, turn meter. If it's consumed, turn, turn meter. meter. It just, you know, something had to be done to the Inquisitors because they absolutely sucked before this. So they now they were, have no, a hive. They, they, they sucked really bad. They now have know? a hive mind ability. They are like geos in this respect. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know off the top of my head how much health and protection hive mind gives back to the geos it's it's not more it's it's not a case of getting something it's equaled out remember so if damage right. is taken on one the health and protection but equals I'm, out i'm saying that the, each of the characters within this faction have an ability to um to that interacts with the rest of the squad mm. that's what i mean, I mean by that whether I've it's already, any good or not Sorry? I've already upgraded every single one of them. All right. Okay. It yeah, only I, costs I have, I have Omega. No plans. <laughs> I have no plans to do that. Yeah. Um, I'll wait. A, I'll wait and see how good they are, and then I'll wait and see how good uh, um, the Grand Inquisitor is. Um, I will wait and see, because I would very much like to have the... Um, I would very much like to have the Grand Inquisitor, but I I've got so many other priorities, taking five characters to Relic 5, uh, un unless the Inquisitor is of Star Killer capabilities, it's not going to be. One I think I go it's going to be more. I think it's going to be more because it's five characters. We talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. As okay. as long as they do something, you know, as long as there's something in there, um, they need to. Yeah. Let's be honest. They need to to make the money. All right. So if you've applied the Omega ability mats to each of them. They each have their own unique style of of a phoenix ability, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Second sister, while an ally is marked, they have plus 35 defense whenever an enemy damages, damages this character with an attack while attacking out of turn, that enemy gains a stack of purge, which can't be evaded or resisted. 
ninth sister, She-Hulk. Whenever this character loses taunt, gain taunt for one turn if an enemy has purge. Whenever an enemy damages this character with an attack while attacking at a turn, that enemy gains a stack of purge. <laughs> yeah. It makes her taunt. Seventh sister. Whenever another ally is critically hit, the character has a 20% chance to gain 100% turn meter. Whenever an enemy damages this character with an attack while attacking at a turn, that enemy gains a stack of purge. See a theme? Yeah, yeah, more purge, which is what the prime, you know, which is what the primary complaint was. The compl yeah. the primary complaints were you've created this purge, but no one's landing it and no one's getting to bloody use it. So how about you uh, buff the characters so that purge, you know, does something? Because right now it's just you know a pretty symbol that might land, but most of the time it yeah. doesn't. Eighth <laughs> eighth brother, if this character is stealth at the start of the turn, the character has plus. 40% defense penetration and offense while they're stealthed. And then if they attack out of turn. Fifth brother, while this character uses an especial whenever this character uses a special ability, dispelled stun on all allies. So it's calling friends to attack, putting purge on, on people. The Inquisitorious already looks to be a very formidable group well and like i said we'll see i i haven't i didn't see i am um, i don't know if i don't even know if arnold did a whale or fail on this he might have i just had a very very busy day so um i haven't seen but i will have to you know i, I he, i'll check his whale or fail because he will have already taken all of the other inquisitors to relic five in preparation for the event dropping you know, that's just what he's been doing. So he will, you know, buy on the marquee and then relic it straight to five, and then he'll do a bunch of testing with them at relic five. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see um, how these new buffs um, interact with each other and how effective they are against Jedi and non-Jedi. All right, we'll be back after these messages right here on the Escape Podcast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or territory wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. 
For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Welcome into the Patreon leaderboard brought to you by the Patreons of The Escape Podcast. You guys just heard a Patreon commercial, but this is a little bit of an extra thing that we do for all the Patreons that sign up at the Kyber Combat level or higher. And we... Do just like we do in GA Center, hosted by Nevin Ranger right here on the Escape Podcast Twitch channel as well. And that is, see how they do pitted against each other in a season format. Well, this season has been crazy. Let's get started. Let's get to it. D goes one and two, 3,476 banners, 29 wins, one loss, six holds, no report. Dr. Jojo says two and one, lost my first round in a rematch from two weeks ago. He surprised me with changing up his defense and got stuck on his back wall. And he was dirty, but full cleared. Round two, none of his counters worked and got stuck with Mon Mothma on the back wall again, but he couldn't clear either of his back walls. And round three, it was versus a guildmate who cheesed him. He ran a solo uh, emperor, versus a bad JTR team and lost, but it didn't cost him despite one shot, the, his guildmate one-shotting his entire ground. He knew he lost, so he experimented on the slacker, but he would have one-shot the ground, but he was less efficient. So two and one for Dr. Jojo, nice job, my friend. Force Strong says one and two outmatched just from the little things. Only real fair fight was round two, getting closer to a happy medium. But we'll see. Uh, by the way, Force Strong is uh, Force Strong's banners 2083, 21 up, one loss, 10 holds. Hot Sauce goes one and two, 5018, a hell of a banner score. 41 wins, 10 losses, seven holds. And Sephiranus goes one and two, 4062, 34 wins, four losses, three holds. We're gonna go back to Dr. Jojo real quick. 22 losses, Dr. Jojo. Wow. All right, let's go take a look at the boards. And it's anybody's race going into this final week. Hot Sauce, Dr. Jojo, and Four Strong, all five and four. If one of them goes 0-3 and, and the other two go 2-1, two and one, that's a win. Doesn't matter what the banners are, but of course, banners are the tiebreaker. Now, uh, Sephiranus is not out of it at four and five, but I'm pretty sure you're out of this one, Lando. D is three and six. All right. That does it for us. Coming up in just a moment, more of the Escape Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Be nice to each other, damn it. We want you. Join the GAC chain gang today. This is the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion and the leader of the GAC chain gang. I am sending out a call to action for any Swago content creators on Twitch who would be willing to broadcast their GAC attack rounds. We are an amazing group of content creators who are dedicated on streaming the Grand Arena Championship attack rounds on Twitch. The idea is to provide continuous content back to back from one streamer to the next and allow the viewers to enjoy more Swago content as well as enjoy the variety of streamers that are currently present in the group. 
If you are interested in joining the Chain Gang, please reach out to myself on Discord at AndyBeads, hashtag 7465, or you can send us a message on our Twitter page at ChainGAC. Join us today. We have your back. You're listening to the Escape Pod Cast. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to keep on talking about stuff because it's been a very, very full week. Yeah. So what, what's next? Uh, what is next is we got we got fifth brother. Uh, fifth brother. Oh, yeah. We got we did get the we got the fifth and final um, inquisitor. Yeah. So uh, the basic I shall go alone. Deal special damage to target enemy if the enemy is debuffed. Inflict purge if the enemy is a Jedi. Second purge. We're going to go really quick through it. Special one. Cooldown of three, the kill is mine. Dispel buffs, inflict defense down for two turns, and deal special damage to all enemies. So it's a mass debuff. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a mass cleanse on the other team. Then deal special damage to all enemies. Inflict a stack of purge to all enemies. If the target already had purge, inflict expose for two turns. Allies get potency up for two turns. It, it's just crazy. Uh, final text, deal special damage to target enemy and inflict vulnerable for two turns. Uh, this has a cooldown of four and has a Zeta. For each stack of purge on the target, all Inquisitorious allies gain protection up stacking for two turns, 10%. If the target has at least three stacks, gain damage immunity for one turn. Another freaking character that gains damage immunity. Stun target for one turn, and if it was a Jedi, inflict fear on all non-Jedi enemies. The leader um, has an Omicron. Uh, I'm just going to read the uh, wall in territory wars. If the enemy leader is a Jedi, excluding any GLs. Jedi leader abilities that grant bonus speed to non-Jedi allies. <clears throat> so Katano. Uh, sorry. I had something in my throat there. Uh, remove 70 speed. And whenever a non-Jedi enemy gains retribution, again, dispel retribution instead and inflict expose for two turns, which can't be resisted. Whenever an enemy gains bonus turn meter, Inquisitorious allies gain 15% turn meter. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I Lots mean, of they- debuffs. We'll, we'll see. Like, like I said, I, I, I would be very, I'd like to see what it's like um, in preparation for the, um, for the Grand Inquisitor coming to the game. Um, I think, t- to be honest with you, I mean, the buff is great, but the bigger question is going to be. Um, what is the most useful one to sacrifice? Um, you know, who, who's who's which character is the, the which character? It's secondary abilities, not leadership ability. Yeah, it's seventh abilities. brother. Huh? In my opinion, it's going to be seventh brother. Yeah, and then obviously they have uh, that. You know, they, they might have a leadership that is useful for um, uh, any leftover empire. I doubt it because we've got so many. Let, you know, th- there is somewhere for every leftover Empire character at the moment because we've got Aiden, you know, and we've got the Imperial Troopers. So, uh, yeah, um, if there are but any... But they left, have a leader ability, so you don't want to put them with Aiden. Yeah. So. 
but we're talking about you know that the the, the the empire you know your magma trooper your snow trooper your shore trooper your range tro you know some of them are going to go with Iden. some of them are going to go on um uh, various different squads yeah. so yeah it'd be interesting to see uh if if uh if it can work with anything else all right and then finally in the news we had a announcement of the next conquest, which will start May 4th. Mm -hmm. May the 4th be with you. Yes. Well, May the 4th was almost without me when I heard that the character is Darth effing Mag uh, Malgus. Malgus. See, I'm, this I'm, character... I'm, I'm nonplussed. I'm, I'm not that fussed. I'm, I'm happy that he's coming to the game. I, I don't care much for them being on Conquest because it's gonna, it just means it's going to be a while before I get them. But why what are, what are supposed you, why to be the you most... like the character so much? No, it's... It's not as much the character. It's his kit. It's the way they're treating him. Oh, what? As, what as are... a Sith Empire leader? What? are supposed to be the most powerful characters in this game. Whatever CG wants the most powerful characters in the game and to be. You know the answer to this. They're saying that they they even put, you know, tiers of characters. Galactic Legends are supposed to be the most powerful characters in this game. Yeah, then Conquest, then Legendary. No, no. Sorry, then... Sorry, then... Um, it's GLs epic, with their Conquest counterpart, not yeah. Conquest characters themselves. Well, no, because I'm, I'm... Why is it my set. TIE Interceptor? Why won't the TIE Interceptor be able to beat the Executor if you put it on a, if you put it on a Thrawn squad? The, what they're doing with Malgus in this situation is putting a Conquest character up on a flipping pedestal. Well, yeah, but they did the same with Maul and Ahsoka Tano and Dab or Boba, didn't they? The ships, you know. But Razor, Razor but were you able? Were you able to consistently beat GLs with with Maul without Lord Vader? Um, no, no, it, it, it needs a, it were needs you a able, heavy team to go with it. Were it you able really to beat other teams with Jedi Kenobi, or without Jedi Master Kenobi, with just Ahsoka Tano? Like I said, there are very, yes, I mean, there are variations. I mean, JMK can pretty much beat you any other. JMK. I'm huh? saying without. Malgus okay. alone with the proper team of characters that aren't Galactic Legends should not be able to challenge Galactic Legends. Well, yeah, but uh, uh, it's it's not going to... I doubt very much whether it's going to challenge all of them. Uh, I, I, I think it'll be more like... Um, uh, you know, previous iterations of characters. They're going to... It's not going to challenge like a Lord Vader or a JMK, but there's definitely going to be... They're definitely going to be at a challenge Ray and slacker and it'll be 50 50 and they shouldn't uh, it shouldn't uh, alone it shouldn't uh, even if it's with darth revan even if it's with malik even if it's with those those aren't galactic legends they are not galactic legends so 
You, what if they bring out a galactic legend that he does go with? Though? Then finally, yes, I can accept it. So it, it might just be that they've done it the other way around. Whereas before they would give us a galactic legend and then they would give, they would put something in conquest to make people, oh, it's like, oh, Ahsoka Tano, she is going to be boss with JMK, makes everybody go for it, right? Um, and exactly the same with Maul and Lord Vader. Maybe they're doing it the other way around this time. They've put a character in conquest and everyone's now going to be thinking, oh, wow, okay, so what GL is going to, what, what GL are they going to release? But he's going to go with Malgus. Who's the only? Who's the only one that we don't already have? Who was Malgus's? Um, uh, who was Malgus's um, master? No, that I don't know. Bob, look that Bob, up. Bob, find find out was it, who. Uh, what, I think uh, it was which, Bane. Which Dark Lords of the Sith, Malgus trained under. Was right, it gotcha. Bane? Huh? Was it Bane? Because that's the uh, only uh, person the top, I can I mean, think of that's more power that that you know would rival Malgus from all the hype that they've given him. It's just Vindican. Quig Master says uh, uh, has come up with a name. Vindican. Vindican. Yeah, Malgus, Malgus has is a, a bigger, bigger name, though. Okay. Well, I mean, the, 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 that, yeah, he's just, right. You know, Pal 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 Palpatine was a bigger character than Plagueis, but we know that Plagueis still trained Palpatine. So I, I, I'm thinking if if it is to be um, Malgus under somebody else, then you know they're going to have to come up with a you know a Sith Empire name. I mean. For, for, for all we know, they they might just come up with a Sith, you know, somebody further back in Star Wars lore that was the leader of, you know, the Sith <laughs> Empire. Sephiranus is saying Revan, Revan Reborn or Revan Redeemed, dual nature Revan. Can't see them, can't see them doing another Revan. Uh, it, it, I, I, but I, I, I could see them doing another GL. I could see them doing a Sith Empire uh, GL. Um, because it, wh whatever they release next has to be, <laughs> I was about to say it has to be better than Lord Vader, but I, I think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion because people still ain't happy with Lord Vader <laughs> because there's like two off meta counters that can destroy a Lord Vader at the moment. Right. You've got the Fennec Sham Bounty Hunters. Um, uh, you've got the Fennec Sham Bounty Hunters, and then you've got something with, um, oh, there's a squad that goes with Shaq T. Uh, and that does this. So, you know. And Jedi Rules, Jedi Rules eight, uh, 189 also says, Darth Revan shouldn't beat Jedi Master Luke. And I don't think he will unless, I mean, here's the, here's the thing, right? If you had, let's say Malgus comes out and you have Malgus lead and you put the regular, you know, you put your standard three Sith Empire. So Basti, Revan, Malik, and then one fifth. So either... You know, Marauder, Marauder. or Sith Trooper or or Talon, right? So there's your five. Now, if they were she wasn't Sith were Empire low, though. If they were if they were low relic to a high relic JML, I'd say they're probably not going to beat it. But if it's just you know a low relic JML like a five, six, or a seven against a relic seven, eight, or nine, then I would argue it's probably going to lose to it. I still. I understand that this game is not canon. I mean, they how many 
Chewies can you have on one team? How many Hans can you have on one team? You can have five instances of Han for the love of Pete. But mm -hmm. it should also, any counter to something should be able to pass a sniff test. Do you know what I mean by that? I, I just think that they're doing this for the money, to be honest with you, mate. I, I don't think there's any 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 thought in this other than we're gonna make a they're gonna make a boatload of money. And here here's the other thing that really bothers me. If they release it like they did Dad Bod Boba, where they released packs and stuff like that, and you could farm the packs. I'm on the fence. But as a conquest character, a character that not all GL owners can get. A GL does not guarantee that you're getting a red box. No, no, and and that's why I that's why I that, that that's why I think that they'll do the pack for Malgus as soon as they can get away with it, because they'll want people to spend on this Legends slash Extended Universe type character. That they, they want to cash in on what happened right. with Starkiller, Mara. But still. Um, but still, you should not be able to beat a GL with a Conquest character. GLs are tougher to come by. And 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 that's, you know... It, but but it's then, probably, even, and, and it's I'm sorry, I'm sorry for interrupting here, Neil, but even then, having that GL doesn't guarantee that you end up getting the, getting the red box. You should be able to do that unless they <laughs> fundamentally change conquest to be fun again and and make me want to buy that pat the the conquest plus pass and make me want to go after the character that's being offered i don't want it to be on name alone i just think it's utter bullcrap I just think that you know it's it's a um it's more of a it's more of a financial decision than a um, a community than a decision that's been made. Oh, this is a character that's going to be great for the community. Um, and so was Malik at the time. Malik at the time was just like that because they hid him away for so long. When he came back, everybody spent mostly. Well, yeah, but but but, lot, but but Malik was one of those. Malik was one of those situations. Um, I think it was one of the. I think it was the first and last situation where people were 100% prepared for the first time it dropped that were free to play because everybody saw it coming. You know, everybody saw... I mean, the trailer for Darth Revan, you know, and the fact that the, uh, you know, the, it, it just, it, it kind of like showcased what was, you know, what was coming. So it could just be that on this occasion, they're like, okay, so we'll do Mal Malgus, we'll, we'll give it a couple months, and then we'll do the packs. Everybody will spend like mad on this character, just like they did for Talon and for Rendar and for Karl Katarn and for Mara, because people went nuts spending on those characters. And that's why I think that, you know, they've done Malgus the way that they've done him. And, and who knows, you know, maybe he will get paired with a GL. They've just gone about it the opposite way. By the way, Mike Zero says it's not a financial decision. They're trying to breathe life into Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah, but the the remastered version of, uh, of the Old Republic it isn't going to be ready for donkey's years. 
Well, no, the the old republic, not Knights of the Old Republic. We're talking about the online, massively multiplayer online game. That's where. Oh, that's right. where he's Sorry, from. I thought that you were talking. Yeah, no, I mean that they still do. They still do. Um, um extra packs because there was one recently done, so it could have something to do with that. Uh, who knows? Uh, it's it's that's maddening zero. to me. I mean, it's it's it truly is maddening. I'm I literally said in my officer chat that this almost made me rethink playing this game. This decision to put a character with a kit like Malgus has in Conquest. Why do I even want to continue to play? Why do I even want to continue to put money into people like the Grand Inquisitor? The old way that they did things was one of the best ways. Until APK hackers messed it all up and they had to start putting GP limits into place for you to be able to do events. And now it's relic levels because you can't APK hack a relic level. No. No, I just, th you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm probably a little bit more. Um, I mean, it could just be a great big test by CG. It's like, let's put an OP character, badass that's going to do serious damage to squads in conquest to really, really test the limits of just who does and does not want to play conquest. Right, we all know when when Mara was announced that I went nuts. Right, I saved up resources. I was saving up crystals. I wasn't putting anything into any part of the game. I was just hoarding as much as I could for when she got released. Right now, Malgus isn't the one that does it for me, but I'm telling you right now, if the shoe was on the other foot. And let's say Mara hadn't been released in the game. It was Malgus that was in Mara's spot, and Mara was only just being released now as a conquest character. Um, my hatred <laughs> and disgust and distaste for conquest would be out the window for three months as I put everything into the three months of conquest to get Mara. That's what I think that they're doing with. That, that could be potentially what they're doing with Malgus now. They really want to see how many people are going to push for this character and get it within the first three months because it will add to their metrics. You know, every three months they will have a set amount of metrics and they'll be able to look at the data and go, right, X amount of people got this character after the third month. X amount of people got this ship. X amount of people got that character. They're looking to probably looking to increase the numbers, you know, um, and there is a fan base out there that that really, really wants something like this, and they might go nuts on it for conquest. We'll just have to wait and see. It's a character from the old republic, an MMO. Mm -hmm. That's a bit of a slap in the face. This could have been some sort of. This could have been. Darth play just the wise. I probably, I, I, I probably okay. wouldn't be as upset if it was Plagueis. Hmm. 
and and I think I think that we'll see plagiarists. I mean, if if anything told us from the Legends event that we got in November and December of last year is that there is a hunger for characters that you know go you know come prior to the Clone Wars, Plagueis would be one of those. You know. Darth Plagueis the Wise would be one of those. It's one of those one-off characters that you could throw in there, right, um, for something like, you know, C. Could be a Conquest character that goes with C, you know? Um, so I, I think we, we will get more of them, and we would get... I think we'll get that character. Um, that They definitely want to put some effort into this, uh, and I think that, you know, we just got to, you know, show a little patience, and eventually... That will happen. Jim Force Jim Forsyth says, I truly believe for once we have been gifted a true OP character for free. If you're able to get to the red box three times in a row. Three times in a row, I bet you're happier than pagan crap. I, I'm on you know, there's no doubt in that. But you still need the supporting cast of Malik. You still need the supporting cast of Revan, which are which are journey guide stuff. Just, but you need journey guide stuff for Jedi Master Luke. You have journey guide stuff up the wazoo with uh, Jedi Master Luke. It it just doesn't. Taste right. Something is rotten in the state of Dagoba. <laughs> Bob, what do we miss? Nothing. Um, Did you find the name of the uh, the pre people that uh, um, Malgus was an apprentice to? Yeah, yeah, we we, we found that out. It was uh, it was uh, Vindican. Oh, I thought there would have been more than just the one. I thought there was more than just the one. That was all. Gotcha. I, all I saw was Vindican, and I think his um, apprentice was like Herod, I believe, was his name. Yeah, so. I don't think that they would do an apprentice as the GL for, to go under him, Exactly. You know? I don't think that they would do an apprentice. I think that they would do a master. Uh, either that or they'll simply pick another period in the extended universe um, that... Uh, has the Sith Empire in it in order to be able to take a Sith Empire leader to be the GL, something like that. Um, we're going to end on this. KB Driven says, yes, exactly why I'm happy about it. I have red boxed every conquest, and this will be no exception, and I already have all the Sith Empire ready for him. Love this release. I'm going to say, do you have the Inquisitors for all the Inquisitorious feats that you're going to need? Because I'm oh, betting. Snap. I, yeah. So the, the red box, the red box. Oh. Is it going to be hidden? Is Are they going to have this enough is... Bantha burritos to get that's... the red box where you have to have the Inquisitors? No, no. That's going to be, that's, that's the money shot. Okay. That's the money shot. Remember when Bad Batch got released and they put a Bad Batch feat in Sector 5 and everybody was like, this sucks. You know, I can't do these. And, and people were struggling and trying to work out the math in their head. How could they get the necessary burritos to get to the max crate without having to do the Bad Batch um, feats in and Sector 5? If they throw a boatload of Inquisitorious feats in there that make it impossible, impossible to get the red crates, yeah. 
then um, only the Krakens and the Mega Whales and the Leviathans... Or a Conquest Pass Plus... No, no, no. Well, no. Here's the thing. Conquest Pass Plus, just... you can have, you can get the the silver, the the silver and gold box with the Conquest Pass Plus, all three times, and still unlock the character. If if it's anything like it was. Anyway, go 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 ahead, yeah. Neil. So we'll just we'll, we we will have to um, wait and see what the um, what how many feats and where they are and what level um, they'd be needed at. But if if people are coming up short then, you know, that, that'll just put even more impetus on CG to release a pack ASAP where you can get the 5 to 330, you yeah. know? So, I mean, either where way, it's going to go from way, here? Either way, CG wins. Either way, CG wins. They make money it's from true. the whales and the krakens before and after. They do, but it, do, it still feels like a kick in the nuts. We'll be mm -hmm. back with Swaga Yeti in the incoming transmission right after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking bot, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P A T. R-E-O-N.com slash the escape pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to the escape podcast. The escape pod cast for kids. It's really cool. Hello there, Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Thad and the escape podcast for kids. Tonight, we are back focusing on the Empire's elite squad of Jedi hunters known as the Inquisitors. Now, we all know that the fifth brother was coming to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. We just didn't know when. But today, it is my pleasure to introduce the fifth brother, Jedi Hunter, Inquisitor, and latest focus on this week's story time. Like the rest of the Inquisitors, little is known about the fifth brother before Order 66. We know that he was a Jedi who survived the Purge in some fashion. 
like the other Inquisitors, we know that he would have been captured by the Empire and subjected to extensive levels of torture until he finally broke. Outside of his this little bit of information, there's little we know about him. Even his species is somewhat of a mystery, as it is never discussed in either the comic books or Star Wars Rebels. Like other members of the Inquisitorius, the Fifth Brother was tasked with two missions, to hunt down surviving Jedi and to recover Force-sensitive children. He was part of the team that eliminated the Jedi Master Eth Koth, as well as sent to squash the growing rebellion on Lothal after the death of the Grand Inquisitor. Both missions put him directly in the path of surviving Jedi and Force-sensitive children. Unlike other members of his order, the Fifth Brother was not overly acrobatic, nor was he exceptionally skilled with a lightsaber. Now that wasn't to say that he wasn't good, he just wasn't the greatest duelsman. He was, however, very adept when it came to the use of the Force. He was able to use his telekinetic powers to jam automatic doors and even disarm thermal detonators. He could force choke his opponents and squeeze them from information. We saw just how powerful his Force push could be during a battle with the members of the Phoenix Squad. He was able to physically move Kanan, Ezra, and Zeb several meters, causing Zeb to hit a wall so hard that it actually rendered the Lasat unconscious. Additionally, he was able to sense his quarry through the Force. During a mission to recover a series of Force-sensitive children, the fifth brother was able to sense the infants even though they were hiding in an apartment teeming with sentient beings. But even with his connection to the dark side of the Force and extensive training from Darth Vader, the fifth brother was no match for the skill and cunning of the former Sith Lord, Maul. During a battle on the Sith planet Malachor, the fifth brother fell to Maul's blade. And with that, let's take a look at the fifth brother's kit in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and see just how closely it matches up with his canonical storyline. The Fifth Brother is a dark side Imperial leader who provides support to other members of the Inquisitorius. Like other members of the faction, he is not quite a Sith, and so he is listed as an unaligned Force user. He is a powerful Inquisitor that specializes in supporting the purge of all Jedi from the galaxy by applying devastating debuffs and just looking menacing. His basic ability kind of highlights the lightsaber of combatant that the fifth brother was. As I mentioned before, he wasn't acrobatic or necessarily even a distinguished as a lightsaber duelist, but he was tenacious. He was relentless in his pursuit of his ultimate goal to purge the Jedi from the galaxy. This Inquisitor's first special ability highlights his fighting style. Throughout his appearance in Star Wars Rebels, the fifth brother was seen to kind of lurk in the background and only come out when he was ready and able to do the most damage to an opponent. This was a tool he used very effectively until he tried it on Malachor with Maul, and it didn't work out so well for the former Jedi then. Now, his second special ability is, is called Shrouded in Darkness, and I know the devs at CG want you to believe that this ability is taken from the Rebels TV show, but let's face it, it's clearly just them pointing out how emo he looks. I mean, dressed in all black? Come on, man. 
The 1990s is over. As I mentioned earlier, the fifth brother was a skilled hunter and able to expertly track his quarry through the forest. So the fact that the leadership ability makes the Jedi opponents slower and his allies more resilient and more difficult to defeat is definitely in keeping with his backstory. So good job, devs. Finally, the fifth brother's unique ability is another homage to his ability to sense people through the force. In one episode of Star Wars Rebels, he was able to spring a trap set by the members of the Phoenix Squad. In Swaga, it seems like this ability will slow those who would attack out of turn. And so, definitely another very good in-keeping ability. Well, that's it for me this week. As we know, there are just a few more weeks before we get the Grand Inquisitor Legendary event. And it is bound to be a tough one. So be sure to tune in next week for more story time with Uncle Thad on the Escape Podcast for Kids. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy Offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. This week we have a guild classified that is near and dear to my heart, Yevon 4, the guild I grew up in. We are currently looking for some players to put us back at 50 members. If you are able to get your 600 per day, follow officer instructions for territory modes, and are looking for somewhere to call home, we'd like to talk to you. The ideal player would be a cam-ready player with a roster of at least 6 million. Our average player is over 7. This guild has become a family to me, and we'd love to have you join it. Head over to the Escape Podcast Discord server and just message me, Paul Anthony, and let's see if you can come battle alongside us. Attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. Attention, attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This week's guest, they really don't need any introduction. It's its a welcome back. Paul, introduce our guest. Oh, man. I, th- this I'm excited about because we only had him on once, and I think, Yeti, that uh, it was back when Scotty was around. 
Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a very, very long time ago. But uh, and it was kind of when I first started, uh, and I guess maybe getting noticed a little bit when I first started streaming. Um, and and uh, I think it was Nev reached out and was like, "Hey, like, why don't we have you on the show?" And I was like, "That sounds great." <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my very, very favorite, favorite of all time content creators for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. They. You know, I, I as I put down in the bottom, you're the first drink and think streamer. You were pre-ers. Well, that's the thing. It, it's like I started. Um, I started basically, you know, having uh, just doing my GACs on YouTube when I first got up to like level eighty-five and could start doing GAC or GA at that time. And uh, I would have a scotch and do my do my. Um, do my video, whatever, just doing all my attacks and trying to think through what I'm doing. And it's just, it was just the way I always did it. And, uh, and it translated really well to Twitch, oddly enough. <laughs> and that was the time you fell asleep. Yeah. Well, there, there was more than one time where I fell asleep. <laughs> just, uh, let's just be, let's just be honest. Right. <laughs> That's a, that is a legendary photo though. I think yeah. I want to say Ando took that. Oh, it's, it's like, but it, at least you'd, uh, you know, kept your shirt on. Yeah, thought, yeah, thought, yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought it was Mills because wasn't it Mills? You were wasn't it Mole Pills that you were drinking with that night? He, oh, sure, sure. Uh, he he was usually around when we're we're drinking late into the night. But uh, I, I want to say it was um, it was like daylight in and Ando's in Alaska, so it was like really late, and it was like behind the behind the computer screen is light, and I I remember Ando sent it to me. I think the next day. And so I always just assumed it was him that took it, but maybe it was someone sent it to him who was maybe like in Europe or something. It was just like, oh, look, he's fucking sleeping. <laughs> but I was just sitting in my chair like, yeah. It was yeah. funny because then every it was just everyone was just getting tagged around on Discord. Go yeah. over to Swaggy Yeti. He's, he's, he's completely asleep after getting the <laughs> so everybody was just tuning in just to, just to see that if, you know if it was true how, so, uh, how yeah, someone, many hype someone trains. tried to wake me up with bits so i remember there was yeah. like a bunch of 100 bits yeah. uh, donations yeah, we would try to wake you up people would try to wake you up with alerts and stuff yeah. so uh, anyway so you're back you've yes. you've been you've been um well i mean would you refer to the time that you spent away being more on hiatus or was it more of a retirement um, when it started, I just, I just was kind of in a pretty negative place with the game. Like the way that they were making the changes, I wasn't specifically conquest was really bothering me. And I, and I hated those, ex the executor mirrors are still terrible, but like, you know, things like that, where, where I just look, don't understand how they could get themselves in position where it was like that. Um, and it just, just weighed on me. So it got kind of like, I got more and more fed up with it, I guess, as it was going on. Then I finally was like, you know what, stuff it. I'm just going to shut it down for a while. So my, when I originally quit, I thought I'd be gone for about maybe a month or two. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea was, is I'd, I'd come back after, you know, a little break and, and see how I feel. And it was, a, it was an interesting one because it just kind of, it kind of just kept stretching on. And I was just like, you know what? I feel pretty good right now. Like, I don't really feel like I need to return. And I didn't really feel the need. It, and I was still trying to like stay in contact with the community and everything like that. But all in all, it was like the community was was really what brought me back, um, you know. So, you know, I still find the street the streaming is the fun part, right? Like that's the part the reason why I like playing this game so much and why why I lasted as long as I did at the you know the first run of it because it was just so much fun to to have drinks and hang out with good people like whenever honestly whenever I wanted to basically, 
you know, just fire up a stream and pour a drink and who's around and let's have a chat and, you know, open up voice and, and go, you know, sky's the limits. Um, so, so that was really what it was all about. And that's what I really missed, you know, and, and it was, I was talking with Mopils and he, he basically, um, we were just in voice and he's like, dude, just get a count, come back, you know, we, we, we miss you. It's a lot of fun that, you know, you're not having, you need to come back and start doing your thing. And I, and I remember right when he started saying it, cause I was, you know, building, I was about to be like, no, no, no. And I'm just, I started getting excited thinking about it. And I was like, Oh Lord, if I'm getting excited thinking about it, I think we better do it. You know? And that, so that's, that's really what it was. It just like, it just felt right at the time. So, so I'm, I'm here and back, got, you know, got the new account and, uh, and, uh, you know, tell us how, how is the uh, how is the new account? Yeah, tell us what about the account. Tell us about the new account. <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty disgusting. Um, so right now, uh, it needed some work when I first got it. Um, so I've been focusing on on getting the, some of the fleets up because like the three fleet basically just got announced right after I got back. Um, so I needed to put some work into the rebels. So I took you know bigs and um, you know SRP and Biston up to relic seven right away and stuff. But we're sitting at about nine point three five million right now, and we've got around 200 plus 20s this is definitely um, aquatic then yeah <laughs> okay yeah so it's uh it, there it, it's a it, it's like the guy who's been playing since i think uh, the original account owner was maybe uh, i think it was about a a month or two after start and he's always it looks like he put like really good work into his mods and stuff and so i'm still working on that and trying to keep those up, trying to get the six E's up. But you know, when you've got already like 660 mods to work with and it's, it, it's in a really good position because mm -hmm. one of the prides in my lap, my original account was that I had really great mods for my yeah, contemporaries you did. Yeah. and I, I worked really hard on my mods. So I, I literally wasn't looking to come back because I sold my account when I left because I didn't want to be behind. I was tired of being behind. Um, so, you, know, so you, 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 what, what you did was you, you gifted your account to someone for a voluntary contribution is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it was very, very, you gave voluntary. it, gave it away to someone who then, you know, was like, yeah. Oh, here's a voluntary contribution. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm. So he, he, um, <laughs> he was one of my viewers and, and he, he was really interested in the account and, and I was, you know, he's been one of my longest viewers and, and supporters so I, I was thrilled to to, to have him take it mm -hmm. over and he's yeah. really enjoying playing it so um that worked out really well and then for me it was just like having somebody who was willing to give me their their account so i could come back <laughs> and uh you know and it worked out really well because um the original owner he he didn't want it to just go to anybody kind of thing. And so we, we chatted. He wanted it to go to somebody that knew how to play a top, mm -hmm. a top rank account. Yeah. Cause he was yeah. coming from one of the top guilds in the game. And, uh, you know, it, 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 you could see, you could see that it, he was pretty, pretty happy that I was interested at the, at the end after we talked through and, and everything. So all in all, he, he retired and, and I'm taking, take, took over the account. And so now I'm trying to just make it as good as it can be. And how so, are you finding? How are you finding your feet? Because obviously, there's a big difference between what you were using, yeah, and what and what you're using now. So, with respect to um, with respect to, to to full roster events, yeah. GAC territory wars, um, TB. How, how are you? Uh, how are you finding those game modes with all the toys? Well, interestingly enough, um, TW is, is it's about the same. 
um, just because I was coming from the gauntlet anyway. So it was, you know, going from kind of gauntlet to gauntlet. It's not, not too much of a surprise. It's just now I'm kind of uh, where I'm at at the moment at Maglaw. They're, they're asking me, you know, I'll set like a couple of extra teams, you know, based on the modding and, and the, the development of the, of the roster that, you know, to fill gaps and stuff, they'll, you know, have me set a little bit extra, but that, that doesn't really make too much of a difference uh, overall to, to what's going on there. But um, it, it's GAC is, is definitely a little bit different. Um, I find, I find sometimes like I, I'm, I'm not like, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a strategy, but it won't quite work because they've got so much mm-hmm. that they can still power through. And, and so, so that, that has caught me out a couple of times, but it's, it's been interesting. So everybody basically was like, Oh, you know, it's set up so that you lose pretty much half the time. Basically you're supposed to go six and six. That's why this, that's what the game economy is kind of trying to get you to do um, with GAC. But so far it's been pretty good for me. I've uh, I, I started off originally um, going eight wins on the trot and, uh, and that took me up to the top 150. And then I got kind of humbled because I got put up into a place where there's a lot more experience and a little bit mm-hmm. better development stuff. So I'm still, yeah working on mods and everything, trying to get everything to where I need it to be. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it was, it was an interesting current, twist. What's your current rank? Global. Um, like, I don't know, I think it's like 229 or so something like that. So you're in like the top that. 500? Oh yeah, I've been yeah, in the so top you're in the top zero yeah. point, uh, you're, here's the thing, you're in the top 0.1%. Being in the yeah. top 500 puts you in the 0.1%. If you're in the top 5,000, that puts you in the top 1% because there are 500,000 active accounts doing GAC. So you are literally in, you know, you are literally the tip of the spear if you're in the top uh, top 500. So, uh, yeah, you must be having absolutely cracking months. You, I mean, you still hitting 10, to, 10 and 2 months, 9 and 3 months? Uh, I think this season, I th- it looks like I'm probably going to go 9 and 3, I think. Um that that seems about right. I'm gonna lose tonight. That's for sure. The guy absolutely <laughs> blew out my defense, and uh, it, it was it was one of those where uh, I I had a good idea, but he attacked heavier than I thought he did, and so he just blew right through it. And 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 I set all all the best fleets, executor, negotiator, malevolence, and and he just just shot the moon. He got like 72, 71, and sixty seven on my fleet. So I was like. Pfft. Oh wow! Okay. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's the end of my night." <laughs> it's like at least we can still get drunk and have a good time. So, but I'll be chasing a, a pretty big score. I just don't don't expect to get. Uh, I, I semi suspect he's got a, a Lord Vader in the back, although I think he might have used it on my slacker double tank. So, if the, if it's in the back, then I 100% of loss. There's no chance. And if it's not in the back, and there's no GLs back there, which I don't think they are based on his usage, um, I still think we probably—it's like nine times out of ten—I'm losing this one just based on the <laughs> score he got. He just absolutely demolished my defense. It was impressive. Yeah. So it's like hats off to him. I was talking talking with him the whole time. He he was uh, someone that was in my stream um, the night before, um, sorry, the round before. Uh, guy guy coming out in a European guild, and so he he's like on vacation with his wife, and he's still like, I'll try to be there at the stream. I'm like, dude, <laughs> enjoy your vacation. Don't worry about it. He's like, no no, I'm setting an alarm. It'll be like six thirty in the morning. No problem. I'll wake up. I'm like, dude. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I was like I was like, trust me, man. You've won. Get your sleep. Enjoy your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so when are, you, when are you going live you're going live tonight yeah tonight so i should be at about 10 p.m um after this i've got a 10 p.m eastern all that fun stuff 
uh, sorry, 10, 10 p.m. Uh, on um, uh, Mountain Time. 10 p.m. So, Mountain Time. Okay, I was yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we'll raid India if you're live at that point. <laughs> no, 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 because I, I, like I said, I've got to still have to cook and, and eat and all that fun stuff. Um, so, like, I have a weird eating schedule, which is why my my streams are always kind of late. It's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those. I kind of wake up late and then I fast for a while and then I do a workout and then I have my first meal a day. So it's like, it's like this this interesting uh, interesting thing where people are like, why are you eating so late? I'm like, well, because I'm hungry. <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, that's that's a damn good reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for those who haven't. Um, who haven't been to your streams what can a what can a newbie expect to see when they tune into a swaga yeti stream uh f hopefully hopefully some pretty decent play <laughs> sometimes not so much but sometimes uh you know and sometimes i do pretty well um for the for the most part it's two it'll be two really big accounts going at each other so i'm um like I said, I'm about nine, 9.3 million, 9.4 million. And I'm going up mostly against guys that are somewhere between 11, three. And I think the lowest I've been matched up against since I came back is 8 million. So, um, with that, so we're talking six GLs, everybody's got star killer and we've got all the, the trimmings, all the fleets, all the, all the nuts and bolts, but, and the modding is impeccable. Um, up, up, literally up where up where i'm at i just you don't run into people with poor modding so so you're always playing somebody that's going to give you a challenge yes yeah, that it, 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 there's no this is this is one of the things i like about um accounts that you're playing against as well as yours is it, it really really is now more of a meritocracy as opposed to the old system not the old system the old old system where you could manipulate your gp because matchmaking was based on you know gp and top 80 and it ain't done off that anymore it's based on your win loss ratio and what your skill rating points are no it's so, it's based yeah. it's what what i can see right now um in the top when i got in the top 500 it is based on your actual numbered ranking mm -hmm. period yeah like nothing oh, else it is it um, is down in k2 as well yeah yeah, so so that's one of the things that I kind of find interesting, and I can look at the rankings and kind of get an idea of who I might be up against next week. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that that is annoying about being up here is I see a lot of repeat names. Yeah. So like, there's a, a guy that I lost to last week. He's in my bracket this week. I'm like, come on, man, you couldn't like win another one, <laughs> you know, like you know that kind of thing. Uh, you know, uh, um, and but it's I don't know. It's 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 definitely it's definitely better. You know, overall, to have a proper challenge every single time. But at the same time, I do miss some of those easy matchups because those were still fun. They were still mm -hmm. fun. They were still a fun stream. It was still good times. They it's just fun. there wasn't really a lot of, of pressure. Right? They were fun That's... for you. They were fun because they were fun for the channel. They were fun for the channel. That's 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 what it came down to. The stream was fun. Um and, and that these ones, these ones are, you know, tend to be fun as well, but there's a more, there's a little bit more pressure. It's sort of like when I, when I dropped out of the GA center, it was because there was extra pressure on me to win all the time because I was, you know, it was one of those, the way the old, old ranking worked. It was like, yeah. well, I'm like half the, like, you know, four or five of my matchups every season could go either way. And not yeah. everybody I was up against had that issue. So that, that was one of those ones where I was like, you know, then I lose once and it, it ruins like three months worth of work. Come on. Yeah. You and, know, like, and now yeah, that, it's all yeah. about skill rating differential. Yeah. 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 
No, no, yeah, because I mean, the, the, if you uh, what was it, we did the show on, we did the show last night with the GA Center last night, and the names that are in the bottom Divin one table, you would not think would be there, but because yeah. a couple, because a couple of them had zero and threes right at the start of the season, they're already at the bottom. There. I mean, don't get me wrong, you've you've got your usual suspects in the top yeah. table, so you've got your Loki, uh, you know, you've got your Loki there, and you've got your Solo there, and you've got your Zaraf there, but you know. And you've got like, there, but like I was gonna say, yeah, fatal up there because he's he's like number five, I think, in the world at the moment. He 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 is in the I think I'm relatively I think he's in the top ten. I'm not sure he had a bad week last week. He went oh. one two because he yeah. lost to Loki. Oh um, yeah, L- Loki's up there for sure. He's like yeah. number two or number three right now. <laughs> Loki, Loki's, uh, yeah, Loki. But you know, Gom and Calvin Awesome both yeah. had zero and threes this month. Fatal, and, and that just sends you crashing back down the table. Fatal's what in fourth that? right now. Um, as of last week's results, Fatal's in fourth. There's also somebody else who's fourth in the Division Two ranking. Some guy named Paul Anthony. I, 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 I have no idea who this is. They went Owen three and zero last week. Three and zero, he got last week. I, I mean, hey, three and zero's feel good, man. Oh uh, yeah, I, I've only had one, but it felt really good. <laughs> hey, I started off. I started off literally three of them straight. So, <laughs> it was, and then it was a then it was a one and two. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was that was what that was what Calvin did. Calvin Calvin went three and zero, oh, three and zero, oh, three and zero, oh, three and zero, oh, and then the very first week after his that one of the probably one of the very few people that went twelve and zero, oh, he went zero oh and three straight away. It's like yeah, he was in division. He climbed so high, and then it's like okay, slap. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the funny thing about the ratings is like Calvin's a great player, but you know his accounts missing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of development. So his skill will take him up really high, and then he'll get slapped back down, and then it's like then he'll probably climb right back up and to to be slapped down again. It's uh that's that's one of the things that i see and 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 when i see the like some great players who who get into these these kind of like cycles where they do like two and one three and oh two and one that kind of thing and next thing you know it's oh and three you know (laughs) because it's just like they just get too high for their account and they just get pushed back like you just get muscled out as 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 ranger and neil said after uh, you know i bragged about my three and oh don't fly too close to the sun icarus (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so that's the thing that three and oh will take you up and then it's like now you've got to do it again right now, now you got to try to to get at least a two and one there right yeah two um, one in this format is the new three and oh kind of kind of yeah. i think i think if you're getting two out of a week i think you've done really well and i think yeah. you're getting if you're getting one out of the week you're still probably doing pretty well it's just the oh and threes really hurt and yeah. the oh and and the three and o's oddly enough end up hurting yeah. <laughs> like they, they they will put you in a position to take that nice one and two or oh and three you know like it, it's it's kind of funny um that that said it it is making a little bit i wouldn't say easier to lose but you, you know you don't get as worked up like before like i said it's it's rough when when you know you've got like three months of work go out the drain go down the drain from one loss mm-hmm. um you know like i used to to regularly have you know 30 win streaks so the fact that I had an eight, everybody's like, "What? Like that's insane." And it, it it doesn't it doesn't help when you're in the same division as Calvin Awesome, who went a full calendar year without a loss, without losing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, 
yeah, because I, I, you know, I, I remember we, we'd all be looking at Calvin Awesome. It's like, right, so who's going to finish second in Div yeah. Three, or who's going to finish second in Div? And it's like, oh, for God's sakes, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty pretty brutal to to just look at it and just know that it's like, okay, if I get one loss, I'm done. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about the single. Lost. It, it, it's it's because yeah. it's all over the place. The yeah. Now, now now it's all over the map. And like like I said, part of me thinks it's really good, and part of me is like, man, this is harsh. Like it's just it's it's, but it makes sense. Hmm. You know, like when they when they moved crystals there, they had to make it so that people just can't dominate. Um, like it's got to you've got there can't be, be a really mafia. Bloody you good. can't. Yeah, you can't have a shard mafia yeah, when it's yeah. GAC. Yeah, yeah, especially exactly. with people like Fatal and Arnold up at the top, and and uh, um, who is that? Heathens? No, is it Heathens? I mean, Heathen Heathen did go a hundred undefeated, but since since that defeat, his 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 record kind of like went to a normal normal com uh, a normal competitor, normal GAC. I'm competitor. trying to remember what the name of that uh, name of the guy in Kaw is. Oh, that's no, usually no. in the top but, five. I mean, you're you're <laughs> right about the, the the mafia thing. Although there there is there is an there is an exception to that rule, um, in the the top eight could, if they wanted to, you know the top, uh, the, you know they could legitimately um, um, manipulate it so that they were just the top eight. The the the, the thing with um, that exception to the rule is there's no reward from doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, it no, doesn't, there's no I reason mean, to do so. There's yeah. no reason to do so. There's no yeah. title because it's a continuing ladder. There's yeah. no extra bonuses. There's no extra rewards for finishing first or tenth. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just the bragging rights of being able to say I am a top ten, globally ranked GAC competitor. You know. Yeah. Um, so there is the there is an exception to the rule, but there's no reward for exploiting that exception. Right, right. Somebody did point that out to me once in the discussion, and my argument against it was, yeah, you're absolutely right. That exception does exist, but it doesn't make there's there's no reward or benefit from using or exploiting that exception to the rule. So well, that's well, one of the reason. I think twelve months from now, once things uh, you know, once those wins and losses really start leveling out. Um, the, the uh, you know the the, the far fetched you know two mil plus more GP um, matches will uh, you know th th they'll eventually become less frequent. Well, oh, yeah. I don't know about that. I think I think um, there's a lot of people that are sort more casual um, and they still want to get their crystals and they still just go in and do a straightforward ABC attack and defense kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think you're absolutely still going to get guys that have like two mil GP and like more GLs, multiple more GLs and stuff. I think it, just because it's easy for a casual player to kind of go, Oh, and three. So uh, especially if they're really predict predictable and skilled players will just beat them up mm -hmm. um, even with bigger accounts. So I, I, I think they're absolutely going to have lopsided matchups forever. Um, and I don't think it's ever going to get easier. And then like, when you get to where I am, like my last bracket, the one where I went one and two, there was literally a guy with 11.3 or 11.4 million in there. Hmm. And, and it's like, I missed, I didn't get matched up against him, but you know, he, he, he's a, a sometimes viewer and stuff. So it'd have been a lot of fun, but I just wouldn't have been able to do much against his account. Cause he can just lean on me. 
because I, you know, he's got two million more GP at that level. So it's like, you know, his relic eight Ewoks are going to get some work. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it, it, but so I, I feel like, I feel like those matchups are always going to be there, especially near the top. And then also, again, once you get more into the, that, that unranked area of, of um, Kyber one and stuff where you've got, you know, some people that are just take taking a little break, do a little casual kind of thing. And, you know, they might do one and two, oh, and three or something a couple of weeks in a row. And then, find themselves in a, in a, in a, you know, in a grouping where they're just like, Oh, I have like 3 million more GP than everybody. I'm just going to mm -hmm. set a big dick defense and call it a day. <laughs> all know, right. No I, I, we could talk to you all night and, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, jump into your stream later tonight and, and have some fun as well during that time. But, um, we can't run late with the show. So That's fair. Yeah. how do people, <laughs> how do people find you? Yeti. Uh, they find me on uh, Twitch, uh, SWGO Yeti. Um, I, I stream basically Sunday and Friday nights around 10 p.m. Mountain. Uh, so that'd be about a midnight Eastern or so. And um, interestingly enough, I still have my YouTube where I put my replays up. And that one is at SWGO Yeti over at YouTube. And you can find me there. And then uh, and that's the spot. I've got a Discord. Um, there's links in my on my channel and stuff so those if you do come in we'll we'll get the discord link out there and get you in there and uh that's where you can get your updates and all the fun stuff going on in this there we go world. <laughs> Let, let's not wait a year and a half to have you back on that sounds like a good idea all right <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen go check out yeti one of my personal favorite streamers i am uh very very excited that they came on today Coming up in just a moment, Patreon's choice. If you're a Patreon, free questions that you can ask anything. If you're not, use your channel points. We'll answer those as well. Coming up after this on the Escape Pod cast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or territory wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena Tracking Bot, after show access, 
inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Previously on Dickie and the Noob. Dickie and Yarmo played around in Noob's memory banks and found out the location of Hondo's shipping company on the planet Stujon. Buried deep in Noob's subconscious were the memories of his arch-nemesis, the assassin droid, Roger. So, Dickie, how exactly did you get a lead to this place? We pulled it from the ship's data logs. Yarbo was able to repair them. Seems like the ship spent a lot of time here. You know, I've always wanted to come here. Obi-Wan Kenobi has always been my favorite Jedi. You really believe in those old fairy tales? Fairy tales? I assure you the Jedi were real. Yeah, wizards with laser swords. Right, noob. It was only, like, 15 years ago. You were in your 20s when they were essentially the galactic police. I don't understand why you would doubt their existence. We can discuss this later, but right now we need to find Onaka shipping. It's supposed to be by Lake Kenobi. Well, it's safe to say no one has been here in a while. This place looks like a bantha. Took a big old dump all over it. Yeah, it doesn't look like anybody's been here for a while, but it could be the perfect cover for a hideout. Think of it, not even looters would bother with this place. Fair. So, why are we bothering? There's supposed to be a secret safe house in the basement. It's kind of like a panic room. There's a chance Hendo is hiding in there. Oh man, this place smells worse on the inside. It's been abandoned for a long time. It smells like a teenager's room. Seriously? Did I offend teenagers? No, I just never knew you could smell. Why would a droid need to smell things? Trust me, you meatbags make me wish that I could not. I can probably get Yarmo to fix that for you. I'm sure he can shut it off. No! No more messing with my programming! I'm feeling really weird these days. I'm not really sure Yarmo is as good with droids as you claim he is. Yarmo is great. He came very highly regarded. He hosts the fourth most popular podcast on droid programming in the galaxy. I'm sure he'd be number one if people understood what he was saying. Protocol 688 activated. Proximity alert. Unit R0G3R in proximity. Wait. What's happening? This sounds bad. I think this droid may have been left behind to protect something. Maybe we should get out of here. How do you know about this? And... What is he, Roger? Hold it right there. You're Roger? R-Zero-G-Three-R. Assassin droid, security droid. Specialty in one-shotting everything, including Galactic Legends. Death awaits all who cross it. <laughs> Did I just answer my own question? One-shotting Galactic Legends. That ain't us. Let's get out of here. I is Roger. Who is you? Roger, Roger. My name is Dickie. This is my droid newbie. Look, we're only here to locate Hondo Onaka. We're messengers. You wouldn't shoot a messenger, would you? I is instructed to terminate all trespassers. Roger. You is trespasser. Roger, Roger. Dickie, let's just go. Newbie, you is in zero, zero, B. Roger. Instructions is to terminate on site. Roger, Roger. Uh, ouch? Are you okay, noob? Yeah, that barely scratched my paint. That kind of tickled. What gives? I thought you were supposed to be a killer. I used to is Roger. 
but I could kill Galactic Legends, so I is nerfed. Roger, Roger. Oh, thank God, so you're useless now. All right, noob, let's go to the basement. That's where the panic room is supposed to be. Please do not, Roger. I is tasked with protecting the child, Roger. Child? Is this Hondo's child? Is Hondo's child down there? Too much, I is said, said, Roger. Look, we're not here to hurt anyone. We're tasked with finding Hondo for a unique business opportunity. I swear we're here for good. Oh, thank the motherboard, Roger. Roger is not equipped to take care of a child. My circuits is tired, Roger, Roger. I is made to kill, not babysit, Roger. Wait, you want us to take the child with us? Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Noob, isn't anything in your protocols about politeness? I'm sorry. We are in a rundown dump in front of a rundown, nerfed out droid who is seemingly giving up on life. Who am I offending? I isn't giving up. Ugh. Yes, I is. Roger. Please take this child off my hands. I'll go get it. Look, noob, we can't leave a child here to be taken care of by an assassin droid. It looks like we're going to become parents. Oh, boy. Do we know any more about taking care of a child? We're going around cavorting with the worst scum and villainy in the galaxy with a child in tow? This seems so cliche. Look, I'm not saying we're going to raise a kid, but we can bring it back to its people. We can find it a better home than it has here. It's people. We're going to leave a child with pirates. Let's just give it a shot, noob. There's something about a bounty hunter taking a child under his charge. I think this could be gold for ratings. Come on now and meet your new caretakers, little one. Will we meet Baby Hondo? Find out on the next Dickie and the Noob. You're listening to the Escape Pod and welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Final segment, it's Patreon's Choice. Paul, do we have any questions today? We do have some questions this week. Excellent. Unlike last week. Uh, Zaz is back and has some fun, uh, has some fun questions here. If mm-hmm. you made a heavy metal band, what would the name be? Um, oh... I would go with it has to heavy. It's got to be it's heavy metal. Got to be a heavy metal metal band. Yeah, they specifically said heavy metal band. Okay, um, let's go with uh, the Valkyries' Revenge. I'm gonna go with Karen. Karen. Okay. Yeah. What would you buy for a surprise present for your co-host? An Xbox. Um, I already so, did that. <laughs> yeah, so, something, something, something regarding uh, Fallout. No, oh, yeah. Did, uh, so speaking of that, um, great segue, and I bet you didn't even know this on the Escape Podcast channel. No, I knew uh, this because I was the first person to like it. Oh, you were okay. Cool. Um, I did an unboxing of the uh, Vault Dwellers Welcome Kit. A really, really cool. Bethesda gear item, which I just recently became a Bethesda gear ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and if you guys want, you know, go on Bethesda gear, use the code BTVault37, and you'll get 20% off of your um, 
of your of your order. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so it's to celebrate the fact that uh, I became a a Bethesda ambassador. And if if you like Bethesda games and you've been looking at a piece of the gear on their site, twenty percent off. There you go. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, what is your favorite flavor of milkshake? And he spelled flavor with a U. Uh, yeah, that's because that's how it's correctly spelled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I spell color and flavor with U's, by the way. A lot I, of people. I, I, to get be honest on me with you, I'm 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 pretty pretty simple when it comes to that. Strawberry milkshake all the way. Ah, so I'm 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 even more. I'm vanilla. Mm-hmm. I like okay. vanilla milkshakes, and if if I'm going to Dairy Queen, I will get the cookie dough blizzard. <laughs> vanilla and cookie dough. Bagels, sweet or savory? Asks Zaz. Uh, always sweet. Um, a blueberry, a blueberry bagel, and then I put butter and fig preserve on it. It's gorgeous. I'm savory. I'm an onion bagel guy. Mm, okay. I like my onion bagels. Name an extreme sport you would like to try. Um, I wouldn't mind. Um, I've done rock climbing. I've done skydiving. Um, <laughs> Those will be stories for later. <laughs> extra. Um, you come up with something while I'm thinking. Cause I'm, well, I, I've done. A, I've already done quite a lot of extreme stuff when I was in the army. So uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of an extreme sport now that I didn't do when I was in the army. Um, you, you come up with. I'll, I'll, I need to have a think about that. Uh, for for me, I mean, if you if it's in the X Games, it's extreme, right? I would love to actually snowboard on a good course, not you know, not the one up in Michigan that I did back in the day. What a half pipe or downhill? Downhill. Okay. Downhill with jumps, not not just going downhill, but you know the triple, uh, the the three I- the three leaps. I wouldn't mind trying. I wouldn't mind trying a bit of. Um, I wouldn't mind trying a bit of extreme ironing, but it's not a competitive. Uh, it's not a competitive extreme sport. But extreme I would like to try ironing. Ex- I would like to. I would like to try some extreme ironing sometime. You're I think that gonna have to explain what extreme ironing is. Extreme ironing is exactly what it, it it says it is. It's exactly as described. You're you've got an iron and ironing board, and you're ironing something in an extreme location. So you're on, a, you know, the edge of a bridge, the edge of a cliff, you know, on a plane, you know, somewhere where you could, you know, maybe perhaps fall to your death, but you're there with an iron and an ironing board and you're ironing a piece of clothing. That's what extreme ironing is. See, I have a extreme fear of falling from high ledges. So no, n- not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can jump, you know, I can, I could take a, you know, roller coasters, but, you know, looking, even in video games, Neil, I'll look, I'll look, you know, down to see if there's like a hidden ledge and I'll mm-hmm. get that lurch in my stomach. I'll be like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, swamp grass, uh, says, uh, gonna have to rewatch. Yes. He did miss uh swaga Yeti. I I'm so sorry, my friend, but yeah, we'll, we'll have this up ASAP. You can watch it. So for those who don't know. If you miss any part of the show, you can catch it on Twitch for two weeks immediately following. 
You have to. We have to wait 24 hours before we can put it on YouTube. But the podcast does come out if you just want to listen that night. As soon as I can get it, uh, get it up on the up on the channels on the mm -hmm. podcast hosts. So, all right. And the last question: What's the last series you watched and rate it out of 10? The last series um, that we've watched completely or partially. You, you got to be. It's got to be completely, or you can't complete really give a series for it. Uh, well, complete series would be Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Well, my, and we know what that was because you rated it at the end of it. Yeah. Um, um, uh, back to tank. How full was the back to tank? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. For me, I've been rewatching Suits. Um, I've been rewatching Suits, so uh, I'm. Um, it was good up to season seven, and then some characters, some oh, you know, some characters leave the show, and some new characters come in, and the new characters that come in didn't have the same as, um, uh, you know, as the characters that left. So I, I, I've been. Uh, it's a good show from seasons one to seven, but they're eight and nine. You can totally miss eight and nine. It's it's the. Uh, although to be honest with you, the the thing I'm more excited about tonight is the final few episodes of the latest season of Ozark. I'm really looking forward to that. That is an incredible show. I give. That I heard that it is 10. good. I have that, heard that it is good. That, for, that gets a nine out of ten for me. Ozark for something that I've watched personally, the last full series of something that I've watched personally, I rewatched the show Sports Night. An Aaron Sorkin show. Have you ever seen it, Neil? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I've I've seen lots of. I mean, I've I, I've watched Aaron Sorkin. You know, The West Wing, um, and uh, the Newsroom. But the one that you're talking about is not an Aaron Sorkin. Uh, uh, was it the, he did the Social Network as well? So I, I'm I'm I like some of the stuff that he's done. Um. Uh, oh, and Studio um, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. That. Was which was a one season wonder that was also by Aaron Sorkin. I really, really enjoyed that. It was just a shame it got um, cancelled after one season. But the one that you're talking about, I've not watched. No. All right. So Sports Night was um, it revolved around a uh, kind of like Sports Center, mm -hmm. um, a Sports Center show, and it had so many characters that you recognize or so many actors that you recognize from other things especially uh jeremy i don't know the name of the character uh the name of the actor that played jeremy though um but so many different people that were amazing they even had a character who unfortunately suffered a stroke during it they actually wrote it into the show <laughs> uh because the actor wanted to come back so they wrote it back in, and he comes back in with a cane and everything. Um, but hard-hitting show, and it's not just about sports ball. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Uh, that completes any Zaz questions, and we don't have any uh, any other ones. Uh, Swampgrass does say, did you know that the guys on the I-beam in that iconic World Trade Center image are from a tribe of indigenous people who never feel vertigo? Yeah, I I do get I do get even in game vertigo. <laughs> hmm. So, I've jumped out of a plane, so heights are not an issue for me. I think I 
you know what? I think the thing that I have, the problem I have, is involuntarily falling. <laughs> if I voluntarily fall, I'm good with it. I could jump off a, you know, high dive board. But, you know, accidentally falling scares the crap out of me. <laughs> what do you got coming up on the Escape Podcast channel? Twitch.tv slash Escape Podcast. Just some GAC. Uh, just a little bit of GAC. Um Really, really, really need to get the win in the win win in tomorrow so that I can finish the month minimum six and six. There's two rounds left, and at the moment I'm five five. So I could really, really do with a win in round two. Um, and I am confident in that because my opponent um did exactly what I thought they were gonna do. Um that they have a low GP. I've got a 1.8 million GP advantage over my opponent, despite the fact that they've got a GL advantage over me, but they haven't used that GL advantage. So yeah, I'm going to beat them. All right. Hopefully fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And we'll see, uh, definitely tune in tomorrow afternoon for that. Um, for me, I've got, uh, you know, as I said, we posted that, uh, that Bethesda gear ambassador video, up on the Escape Podcast channel. We also have, um, over on Vault 37 Studios on Twitch, this weekend we're going to make a big push. We're at 80% of the LEGO Skywalker Saga done. And we only have a few more planets to go, and then we go back in and do the challenges in the actual levels. So you'll be seeing star iconic Star Wars stories being played over and over and over again until we figure out what the hell they want us to do. Mm -hmm. But we should be able to finish that within the next two weeks. That's going to be exciting. Hope you guys could tune out for that. So. Neil. Well done. Uh, yeah, fun. Definitely fun show. Thank you to Yeti for stopping out. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank you to everybody in chat for uh, um, interacting with us. I, I'm, I still am pissed about conquest i mm. i hope that i can have my mind changed this go around in conquest but i i don't foresee it happening and it worries me it really worries me neil okay so all right well ladies and gentlemen that will do it for us um thank you so much for tuning in be nice to each other damn it and neil push the button don't mind if i do What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Close down the circuit! Evacuate the suit! Southern's coming back to the has been activated! Abandon ship! Where is it? Where is it? It's gotta be here! Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Uh, Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. 6? What happened to 7? Just kidding. 3, 2, 1. Have a nice day. Thank you. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked-out murder bears. Sit, Boo Boo. Sit. Good dog. <laughs>